Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's been about 13 or 14 days since we published an episode, and I know it's been a long-awaited return. I'm appreciative. I'm thankful. So I think today what I want to do is I want to touch on culture to just get things back off on the right track. Now, I've uh, I spent some time in Miami. I've spent some time around a lot of CTROs, a lot of people leaders. And what I did to, what I did this past weekend is I put together a list of about 14 things that I believe people leaders and CHROs believe that will um, that have to happen or things to keep in mind when they want to see or you want to see culture change within your organization. And so I'll jump right into it. I came up with, again, 14 different categories and things to think about. And um, every single people leader, CHRO, HR director, head of people, etc., should think about these things. Um, number one. Put companies' values at the forefront of every decision. I believe that a lot of companies don't do this. I believe a lot of companies write their values on the wall, write their values in a Google Doc, um, write, write their values and store them within different files and documents, put it inside of an onboarding uh, pack, if you will, um, present it during the, a new hire's first week or two. But what, what I don't think they do is that I don't think they look at some of the major decision-making frameworks and models that they have within the company and see how those values actually integrate with that decision-making framework and, and, and structure. I just don't think a lot of companies do that. And I think the best way to do that is to look at some of the most consistent and big decisions that have been made in finance, that have been made in marketing, that have been made in hiring decisions, that have been made in branding, that have been made around partnership, that have been made around how you interact with your employees that have been made around um, new ideas that you've decided to put in place. Look at all those big, cumbersome, exciting, innovative ideas and measure them up and, and connect them and integrate them with your value set and see if there's an alignment there. Um, if there's not, then I think there's some work to be done. The second thing is ask why and how. I think we need to lean more into the employees first mindset. Obviously, I'm probably um, I'm probably a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm probably a little bit... Um, more towards that side of the pond, if you will, than most. But if you ask your employees why, and if you ask your employees how, and you actually intently listen to the details and to the context that they extract and they provide to you, and you actually take that information and bake it into the change that you're deciding to implement, I think there's a lot of positive that can happen. Number one, you'll get an increase, uh, a, a, an automatic increase of engagement. I just think that's objective. I think that's real. I think that's honest. I think that's true. Secondly, you want to learn from your employees. There's so much you can learn from them. Just because they're your employees, just because they're at a lower level than your VP level or a lower level than your executive level or a lower level than your director level, doesn't mean you can't learn something from them. And then finally, you want to be able to learn from them. You want to be able to have them engaged because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are actually doing 90% of the work itself. And so you need people that are going to be engaged. You need people that are going to be doing the work in a way that they feel comfortable doing it because they see their input involved into the workflow of how they're actually getting the job done. You want all of those factors to play a to play an impact into how things are, are happening within the culture. So ask why and ask how. Um, who you hire has the biggest impact on culture. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows that. Beyond brand, everything that I've done with Almas, everyone knows that. And so who you hire has the biggest impact on your culture. Now, let me give you two different categories. Who you hire from a timing perspective. Timing alignment is everything. 
I think, for example, right now, my work with top employer, it's a perfect alignment timing wise. I'm the type of employee where I will always have tons of ideas, tons of innovation, tons of ways of tweaking and adjusting things. And they're standing up an entirely new North America division. They want new ideas. They want to test things. They want to see what will work and what won't work and be able to read and respect the data. So it will probably make a lot of sense that they have people in the employee seats that they're bringing into the company or the partner seats that love that innovation as well, that love those new ideas as well, that love making and tweaking and breaking things. It probably would not be a great alignment if they had people that were not great at new idea generation, that needed systems and structures to be able to thrive. It would would just be a misalignment from a timing perspective. Um, I think also around who you you hire has the biggest impact on culture. You want to hire people that have enough flexibility within their value set where they're able to they're able to proactively design and engage in user manuals for their for their fellow team members and their direct report a, aka their boss. And what I mean by that is Beyond Brand was really ideated from this user manual blog that I read years ago, which essentially was every single employee and every single manager should have the right and the moment to sit down and say Here's how to best interact with me. Here, here's how to best communicate to me and with me. Here's how to get the best out of me. Here's how to best um, work with me across these seven different examples. And so if you can do that at scale and really understand that, and you can hire people that are open to changing and, and, and being flexible and adjusting how they are to be able to fit better within a team or be able to fit better with the leader, then I believe you have a really uh, positive chance of having a positive impact on your culture. I think the next thing is implement employee recognition efforts. This is objective. I'll keep this one simple. Go to every single team member inside of your uh, side of your 15, 20, 30 different teams in the company and just ask everyone, how do you best like to be recognized for the work that you're doing? Is it money? Is it a pat on the back? Is it a big star on on the, on the Bolton board inside of the office? Is it a, um, is it more exposure time? Is it more L&D? What is it? Is it, is it a higher role? Is it more decision-making bandwidth? What can we do to recognize your efforts and put you in the best position to thrive, to win, and feel heard and respected? Make culture change relevant to all. I think a lot of people and a lot of companies miss this mark. If you're going to conduct a lot of culture change, a lot of change organizationally, period, It has to be driven. It has to be derived from the angle of impacting your people. And the best way to do that is to really understand how they want to experience the change personally. A lot of companies don't do that. A lot of companies don't take their employees' perspective in mind when actually conducting change, when implementing change, when going through change. And it's something that's a must, not a nice to have. Excuse me, took a sip of the coffee there. I think the best way to do that is to lay out all the different change that inevitably will be coming and all the different categories of that change and how those changes will potentially, in theory, impact the individual employee and then get their insight, get their perspective on how that change and how that change that will inevitably impact them can be done in a way that does not cause a threat response for them, that causes them to lean in and be more engaged And that causes them to really understand the impact and the value for them personally and individually within their role and their values, but also organizationally. I think um, 
The next thing I want to touch on is avoid creating fanfare about culture change. This one is interesting. What I believe, what I believe this overall theme that I extracted from this past weekend is avoid creating fanfare about culture change. I think fanfare is a situation where you have certain employees that are just objectively going to be on board with, with whatever change is occurring. And if you have too many people that are just blindly on board and not enough people that are pushing back on the status quo, because I, I believe pushing back on the status quo, pushing back on the on those that really gung-ho and believe and blindly trust in the inevitable culture change is how you create diamonds. Pressure creates diamonds. And so you don't want a bunch of yes men, yes people, yes, 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 um, yes employees inside of your organization. That's the last thing you want. You want individuals inside of your company that are going to challenge, that are going to push, that are going to ask questions. And you don't want individuals that are, are avoidant of that. You want people that are going to lean in to that. Um, and then I think the last thing I want to mention here is uh, shape and influence your culture. And what I mean by that is be very thoughtful about it. Understand that culture is everything. I'll give you some categories to be mindful of. Culture is your internal comms strategy. Culture is your employer branding strategy. Culture is culture starts from the recruiting communications and how your JD is organized and structured, right? Culture is the technology that you decide to bring into your HR teams. Culture is how your marketing and your your sales and your partnerships engines are ran. Culture is your decision making frameworks. Culture is the leaders that you decide to put in place and give leadership responsibility to on the culture side, but also on the workflow and uh, project management side of things. Culture bakes ev- culture. Culture is more or- operational than people think. A lot of people think culture is a feeling, which is true. But the only way you get that feeling is by looking at the micro elements of the culture and making tweaks and adjust- adjustments to each individual um, vertical. So that those verticals have positive feelings and have engagement within each. Again, decision making, internal comms, employer branding, your compensation models, right? How you hire and fire, how you promote. The leaders you decide to put in place, the training that you provide the leaders, your DE&I strategies, all of those different separate verticals. If you are thoughtful enough, if you shape and influence them enough, can impact your culture at scale. And it can give you the ROI and the impact that you that you deserve, that you're looking for, and that you're excited about. So, as always, just wanted to get, hop back in the seat here, give you a nice, quick, light, but also impactful episode. As always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.